Welcome to the Healthy Family Law Attorney. I'm Tom Marks with the Marks Law Firm, and I'm glad to have you on board. Today, we're going to talk about timesharing during the holidays. And so I want you to know that my passion is to provide hope and help to your family because your family matters and to do that through the um, the divorce process, the family law process, uh, to help you successfully navigate the family law process in a healthy way. So what happens during the holidays when you're supposed to have time sharing with your children and your spouse or significant other refuses to allow you to have the kids with you? Well, there's a couple of different scenarios here. One is, do you already have a time sharing schedule? Do you have a parenting plan in place? Is there a court order, either temporary time sharing or a permanent time sharing schedule? Or is it too early in the process? Maybe you filed for divorce or you're about to file and there's no nothing in place, nothing saying exactly who has the kids for what periods of time during the holidays. And I know this can be incredibly stressful. And so I wanna provide some hope and some help to you in this process. So let's first talk about what if you have a court order in place? It says, okay, you've got the kids on a certain uh, number of days. We've got Christmas coming up and Christmas day, Christmas Eve, who's got what? What about New Year's Eve? What about New Year's day? and you and your spouse, you and your significant other do not agree. Okay, there's a court order. Of course, your spouse should agree. It's in writing. Well, 35 years of practice in the family law area um, has shown me that despite court orders, people don't always agree. And even though you can enforce it, you probably are not going to be able to get it enforced in time for the holidays. So what do you do? This is a tough one. Okay. The courts are not going to consider time sharing during the holidays to be an emergency. So the likelihood of getting uh, an emergency order or an expedited hearing is very remote. So what's the next best thing? So you're going to want to document everything with your spouse. You're going to you're going to certainly reach out, you're going to try to communicate with your your significant other, your partner, your spouse and try to resolve it in an amicable way. That's the best way. That's what's going to happen most of the time, but there are those occasions where they're not for some reason they they think it's their year or they don't care or because there's a, the COVID-19 pandemic, they're going to make their own rules. So you need to document everything. I want you to put it in writing, email better, text is okay. Um, but you need to email them to confirm what exactly is happening because you're going to need to document that for later use in court. Your lawyer is going to want you to communicate. Well, number one, what's in the best interest of the minor children? You're going to document that in the email to your, um, your spouse and say, look, we have an agreement. This is what's in the best interest of our, our children to avoid conflict, to avoid dispute, 
to avoid having to go back to court. Um, so do the right thing. And um, so the number one rule is always having the, at the top forefront of your mind, you're doing this because it's in the best interest of the minor children and you're gonna kind of thread that through your email to your, your spouse or, or partner. Number two, you're going to realize that the court is going to see this um, email, this written communication at some point. So you're gonna write it as if the judge is looking at it or is going to look at it. And so you're, you're gonna avoid using any kind of profanity any type of threat, you're just gonna stay very calm and, and present and keep that best interest of the minor children at the forefront. Okay, and a couple of other rules in this is, um, number one, don't send an email when you're mad. Don't send an email when you're tired. You might even not even wanna put in the, um, person's email address that you're sending it to until after you've had a chance to review the email and and make sure it's exactly what you wanted to say. Um, it's not a bad idea if you uh, have any doubts about it to run it past your lawyer um, and your lawyer can give you some good input on um, things to say or not to say in the email that you're trying uh, to get this situation resolved. Um, okay, that's if you have a court order in place because what's gonna happen is, in unfortunately, but it's not gonna happen until the new year. The court, there's gonna be a hearing on it. The court's gonna look back. Um, you may have had uh, airline tickets that you couldn't use. Uh, you couldn't take the children because your, your spouse wouldn't give them to you or took them somewhere. Um, if they took them out of state and you think they might be trying to deprive you of your of not only your time sharing but actually taking them um, against a court order uh, with the intent not to return them could be a, a federal parental kidnapping type situation. Again, talk to your lawyer about that. Uh, probably beyond the scope of what we're going to talk about in this video about. Um, time sharing during the holidays. So what's gonna happen in the new year is you're gonna have a hearing, the judge is gonna look at it, look at these emails. Uh, if your spouse did not respond to your emails, that's really bad for them. The court's gonna take it out on them because they failed to engage in what's known as shared parenting, where you both have an equal say in the major decisions affecting the welfare of the minor children. That's number one. Number two, if your spouse responds in a hostile or negative way or they don't care, of course that's gonna be taken um, against them by the court. And um, the only other option would be they agree with you or they m interpret the agreement in, in a different way and the judge will make that decision in the new year. So the judge will either one, give you makeup time to correct uh, the time that your spouse um, took what should have been your time. Uh, two, I would, if I were you uh, and your, your counsel, we would be asking for an order clearly specifying you get additional time um, at the next major holiday or next year at Christmas. And 
If this has been something that's been uh, happened before, the court could take a further sanction and remove time sharing uh, from uh, the, uh, the bad actor spouse, we'll call them. Okay, so could actually change the time sharing schedule. You could probably, depending on the circumstances, file what's known as a supplemental petition to modify the time sharing. Not only a motion um, to compel or a motion for contempt, but an actual petition to change the time sharing schedule based on this bad behavior. Okay, that's if you have a court order in place. If you don't have a court order in place, then we call it what we call de facto. It's the fact of you've got to try to work out some situation with your spouse. Again, I'm going to recommend that you coordinate with your spouse as, as best you can. Um, try to reach agreement. Um, it's it's Communication skills are so important in this. Persuasive communication is so important. Not making threats, but really trying to appeal to your spouse's interest in the welfare of the children. Okay, so again, you're gonna you're gonna document all this. Um, so leading up to when the case actually gets filed or when um, there's if the case has already been filed, when the court's gonna. You're going to have to go to mediation first, most likely, because judges know that about 80% of the cases will settle at mediation and they won't have to deal with it. But if it does not settle, that's when you're going to have a contested hearing. That's when the judge is going to be able to, once again, probably not as a sanction because there's no court order in place like the first scenario, but uh, the court could grant you makeup time, could um, get the impression that the other spouse is not going to engage in um, time sharing and shared parenting. And I have a, a prior four video series on time sharing and the 20 factors that the court takes into consideration um, in awarding time sharing. So uh, I would recommend looking at those four um, videos in that four-part series because um, that will really give you a lot of information about this but it's what I say your your spouse or significant other may win what I call a skirmish or a battle but they may ultimately lose the war because when the judge sees all that the judge will take it into consideration adverse to your spouse or significant other Okay, so what do you do practically though in the interim when you you can't get a, you, you either don't have a court order or you do, but you can't get in to see a judge anyway, and now you're gonna be without your children for the holidays. The reality is that is horrendous, no question. So, but it is the reality. And if you haven't been able to um, convince uh, your spouse of how they're acting and how bad that is, you've got to realize that that's the reality you're dealing with. So how do you make the best of it? All right. One is I think you reach out to um, a support group. You have family, friends, maybe a therapist, maybe uh, your attorney um, or other professional. 
and seek their advice, seek their encouragement. It may be difficult to get in to see a therapist in, at short notice. So um, it's really important to try to plan ahead, try to get agreement as far in advance as possible. Again, documenting if there is an agreement or not. And if there's an agreement, I really like to try to put it in writing where both parties can sign it. So that's a, say a temporary um, holiday time-sharing um, schedule for, can be Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, any other holidays, summer contact, whatever, um, on a temporary basis until you actually see a judge. You know, if you have been through the process and you went through a collaborative case, it would be unusual that you would have this level of disagreement or conflict. But if you did, you could uh, call your collaborative attorney, ask them to reconvene the collaborative team um, to, to get this issue resolved in a more amicable way. Or you might be able to reach out directly to the mental health neutral in the collaborative process. That's the person who most likely drafted the parenting plan and help you guys formulate what you're gonna do during the holidays. And uh, the mental health neutral would probably be able to help you guys resolve that issue. Okay, secondly, how do you cope with this stress during the holidays, being without your kids, um, because you obviously are gonna have to wait until the new year, until you get in front of a, a judge or get it, get it resolved through the attorneys. Okay, so I'm really about what is the healthy way to approach this? Um, you, you could try to take this from the perspective of this is an opportunity for you to do some things that you might not have been able to do um, if the kids had been with you. Um, you might want to go see somebody, a family member, a friend, travel, do something like that um, that you might not have been able to do. Uh, I would recommend um, exercise, walks in nature, um, healthy pursuits like that. Certainly continue to eat healthy. Um, read a book, read, read a, a couple of books that you ha ha would otherwise not have an opportunity to do. I would also suggest, um, you know, maybe you wanna watch a, a video series that you ha hadn't been able to watch. Um, some movies, relax, do things with friends like that. But do pick out things that you feel would keep you busy, keep you healthy. Um, I'm a big believer in really quality books, um, meditating, prayer, gratitude, um, maybe writing down five things that you're really grateful for and then just focusing on those five things, knowing that that's gonna help you get through the holidays and then you can address uh, the issues with your attorney um, to do what you need to do uh, in the new year. Okay, I also think it's important to take time to reflect, uh, maybe to journal, uh, maybe to find just joy in, in, in the season, joy in silence and, and um, time by yourself to recharge the batteries. You may want to join a, a service project, uh, feeding the homeless or something that can help uh, other families during the holidays. Because when you get your mind on helping others and off yourself, 
that can be uh, incredibly powerful and helpful to you also. Okay, and finally, I would suggest that you take that time also to prepare for the return of the children. Um, you can ha still have a Christmas or a Hanukkah or a celebration with them when they return. So go ahead and get a tree. Go ahead and make sure you have the, the presents available for them. Make it a celebration, make it meaningful. Don't focus on the bad of what happened, but focus on the present and what you're gonna do with your children together. Obviously, you don't wanna badmouth your ex or spouse or former spouse or significant other to the children. The court's not gonna want you to do that. The court's gonna take that as a negative anytime a parent talks to the children about the other parent in a negative way, talks to the children about the lawsuit or about the divorce or about the time-sharing difficulties. Those are considered adult issues or legal issues. Talk to your attorney about those issues and your attorney should help you formulate how you're gonna re-engage with your children and make it a positive celebration. So I understand it's a difficult time. The holidays can be stressful regardless, but especially when you're going through a divorce or a paternity case where you've got time sharing issues with your partner, your ex, whatever. So really try to keep at the forefront of your mind what's in the best interest of the minor children. Put them first. That will help you with all these other coping mechanisms and then know that you can get with your attorney to get before the court in the new year to make things right hopefully going forward uh, for the next holiday season and for makeup time. I hope this is helpful. If it has been of any help to you, I would love it if you subscribe to the channel. Would love it if you uh, hit that um, like button or leave a comment. If you have any questions or any suggestions as to uh, future videos, just let me know. I'd love to uh, hear those and uh, make videos to answer any future questions. So thanks so much uh, for being part of the channel. I hope uh, you enjoyed it. See you next time. Thanks.